Good evening. This is the Fire Commission regular meeting, July 26, 2023, and the time is 5.01. This meeting is being held in person. Members of the public may attend the meeting to observe and provide public comment at the physical meeting location or by calling 1-415-655-0001 and using meeting ID code 2664 531 2704. The webinar password is 1234. Please ensure you are in a quiet location. Speak clearly and turn off all background sounds. Await for the item you would like to address to be called. When prompted, press star 3 to be added to the queue. The system will notify you when you are in line. Callers will hear silence when waiting for your turn to speak. Operator will unmute you. When prompted, callers will have the standard three minutes to provide public comment. You may also watch live at www.sfgovtv.org. Item one, roll call. President Stephen Nakajo. Present. Vice President Army Morgan. Present. Commissioner Catherine Feinstein. Present. Commissioner Marcy Frazier. Present. Commissioner Paula Collins. Present. And Chief of Department Janine Nicholson. Present. President Nakajo will now read the land acknowledgement. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. The San Francisco Fire Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula as the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance <clears throat> with their tradition. The raw materials alone have never ceased, lost, nor forgotten their responsibility as the caretaker of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. I guess we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the raw materials community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first people. Thank you. Item two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the commission for up to three minutes on any matter within the commission's jurisdiction that does not appear on the agenda. Speakers shall address their remarks to the commission as a whole and not to individual commissioners or department personnel. Commissioners are not to enter into debate or discussion with a speaker. The lack of a response by the commissioners or department personnel does not necessarily constitute agreement with or support of statements made during public comment. And the Secretary, is there any member of the public who wishes to give public comment? There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line. All right, thank you very much. Public comment is closed. Item three, approval of the minutes. Discussion and possible action to approve the regular meeting minutes on, of July 12th, 2023. Madam Secretary, any member of the public wish to give public comment at this time? There is nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line. Public comment on this item is closed. Any questions, discussions from the commissioners? Is there a motion, commissioners? Yeah, I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from the last meeting. Thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. Is there there a second. Thank you very much, Commissioner Fraser. President Nakajo, how do you vote? I vote aye. Commissioner Feinstein, how do you vote? I was not present, so I can't 
could abstain, although I did watch on SSF TV, but I certainly didn't testify in state. And Commissioner Collins, how do you? The motion passes. Item four, Chief of Department's report. Report from Chief of Department Janine Nicholson on current issues, activities, and events within the department since the Fire Commission meeting on July 12th, 2023, including budget, academies, special events, communications, and outreach to other government agencies and the public, and re report from Administration Deputy Chief Shane Kailoa on the administrative divisions, fleet and facility status and updates, finance, support services, and Homeland Security, and Chief is up. All right, thank you very much. Good evening, Chief Nicholson. Good evening, President Nicaggio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Frazier, Commissioner Collins, Sister Maureen, and command staff. I am your San Francisco Fire Chief Janine Nicholson, and here's my report since our last uh, commission <coughs> meeting. Uh, I want to um, first say uh, I did uh, take a little time off, which was wonderful. And um, I, uh, CD2, 3, and 4 um, uh, were great in taking care of all the business that needed to be taken care of. So I'm going to go on another uh, vacation tomorrow. No, kidding. Um, but uh, no, they really um, they uh, did great. And so um, I'm just super Super thrilled with them. They had to go to this, uh, I think you went, uh, Commissioner Frazier, to the Coit lighting of the tower, yes. Um, so our AV autonomous vehicle issues keep um, percolating and continuing. And um, uh, we had one last night that came to uh, our fire out on Balboa. and. Uh, stopped at the intersection, so didn't run over any hose. They just stopped at the intersection and stayed there for about 30 minutes. Um, and then uh, somehow figured out to turn and leave. Um, but we are continuing to see challenges and issues, and you've probably seen it in uh, many, uh, from many uh, media outlets. There's lots of um, conversation about it, and uh, we are we will be meeting with the California PUC. They initially invited just public safety to a meeting, and we did not think that was appropriate. We think we should be meeting as a city. Uh, so um, we, we will uh, eventually uh, do that and meet with them to explain uh, many of our issues. And uh, Chief Luttrup has really taken the lead on this with, um, with our uh, Fire Marshal Ken Coughlin. So thank you both for all your work on that. Uh, we have continued engagement in APEC. Uh, our um, Asian Pacific Economic, uh, I don't think it's conference, it's something else that I, co cooperation or something. Anyways, that's happening in uh, November. It's a huge, huge event for the city. There will be 20 heads of state here um, with all of their uh, staff and, um, <clears throat> and um, security as well as you know, our president and vice president will be here. It's really, really uh, an incredibly important event. Uh, the mayor was saying we haven't had something quite like this since like, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in many, many years. 
Um, so uh, since well before she was born, she was saying. So uh, I don't know if it was in the 40s with, um, uh, yeah, anyways. <coughs> Uh, but anyways, so we are engaged in that, and uh, Chief Artiseros Brown has taken the lead on that, working with them. We also have um, Chief Tong is involved. Uh, just a whole lot of our members are involved in many of the meetings with other law enforcement agencies and uh, everything else. There's a lot that goes into this. They will be shutting down certain parts of the city, um, you know, several block radius around things. Uh, when that happens, so uh, more to follow on that. <clears throat> Today, the budget was signed by the mayor and uh, the, uh, the uh, budget lead from the um, uh, Board of Supervisors, Supervisor Connie Chan, and so uh, that's really good. We're in much better shape than, um, than uh, we thought we were going to be in, even though we still have plenty of needs uh, um, we uh, did not uh, lose money in this budget. We did not cut. Uh, we increased it by about, I think, uh, somewhere between 13 and $15 million. So um, again, yes, we have a ton of needs, but I'm really grateful that uh, the mayor did prioritize public safety in this budget, as challenging as it was with over $700 million worth of cuts this year. So. Um, and I, I imagine next year will be uh, not as nice to anyone. Um, but um, so we're in good shape. A little more time before the money drops, obviously, because the ink is barely dry, but uh, we're in good shape. Um, Hayes Street was also in the media. Uh, as you know, um, sh uh, with, um, they were going to uh, open the street back up uh, to uh, traffic because we had been working with the MTA and with um, the, um, all the folks that run their businesses there. And um, we have plenty of written proof in email, email chains of what we needed from them. And uh, they were never, never able to uh, meet us and really just put cones out. It wasn't that complicated. Uh, so, um, but now the city has reversed its decision, so we are going back to speak with um, the businesses, the MTA, and with the supervisor uh, of that district, Dean Preston. So I spoke to him today, and my fire marshal is speaking to uh, one of his aides tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get this squared away. We didn't ask for a whole lot. Uh, it's not super challenging what we asked for, and uh, it just wasn't, just wasn't done. Um, and we've had lots of issues, you know, trying to get, trying to get through there, um, and uh, just a very simple request. So hopefully we can work that out. Um, so it's not such a big deal, and they can keep their businesses and the, that street uh, closed, open to foot traffic. Uh, today we met with the NERT Advisory Board, and they are a wonderful group of people who uh, just give and give and give and really help uh, Captain Brandon Tom run uh, the, uh, uh, the NERT program. And so I had, we had a good conversation with them, CD2, 3, and 4, and myself. Um, and uh, um, we have some, some uh, ideas um, of how we can uh, 
do some more things together, uh, do some trainings together, um, and some other things. Right now, we do have three new assistant deputy chiefs in the house, and I'd like to ask them to all come up. Uh, Julie Mao, Gareth Miller, and Mike Mullen, could you please come up? And I will have each of them introduce themselves and tell you how long they've been here and, and uh, what they're doing now. Go ahead, Mike. President Nakajo, uh, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Frazier, and Commissioner Collins, and Chief. Uh, I am Mike Mullen, Assistant Deputy Chief of Support Services. I have 25 years in the department. Uh, prior to this position, I was a battalion chief for the last three years at uh, Battalion 6. And I am pleased to serve the members of the department and the citizens and visitors to this great city. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Good evening, President Kajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Frazier, Commissioner Collins, Julie Mao, Assistant Deputy Chief, Director of Training. Um, you've seen me before as part of the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Office. I've had the pleasure and the honor to work with Assistant Deputy Chief Sean Buford, as well as Lieutenant Hashim Anderson, helping to make forward progress for the department with our DEI initiatives. I am honored to be part of training, actually returning back to training. Um, I started off as a young officer with the fire department and went to training back in 2012. So for me, this is coming full circle to help uh, lead training and help, again, move the department forward. Uh, I've just completed 21 years on my 22nd year and am very honored and grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Good evening, President Akajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Fraser, Commissioner Collins, Chief Nicholson, Secretary Confrey. My name is Gareth Miller, Assistant Deputy Chief of the Earthquake Safety and Emergency Response Bond Program. I'll be helping the department oversee their bond finance construction, primarily the fire training facility, uh, but also working on the numerous other projects from previous bond initiatives. Uh, I've been with the department for more than 23 years, and prior to that I had about four years with the City of Stockton Fire Department, and before that time as an EMT on a BLS ambulance, I've served in many capacities, but it's truly an honor to be here tonight and a privilege to serve in this position with the San Francisco Fire Department. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gareth, can you also speak about your uh, canine uh, <laughs> scenario that you uh, are also involved in? Thanks. That's true. Uh, since 2015, I've been participating in, the, uh, in our department's search and rescue canine program. Uh, I'm currently partnered with Canine Riva, who's an urban search and rescue canine, and together we're part of <laughs> California Task Force 3. That is a question I always get is, why is the dog not here? <laughs> exactly. And I, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. Um, thank you, all three of you. Appreciate you jumping on board this train with us, and uh, more to follow, so thank you. Have a seat. <clears throat> And I want to end on a little bit of a somber note. We lost one of our members last week, uh, Megan Franzen. Um, I believe she had been with us uh, 22, 23 years, and um, she was off on disability uh, of late with a back injury, um, and she was um, found deceased in her home last week. 
and we are all really pretty, uh, pretty crushed by it. And um, she was a really valuable member of this department. Uh, she came in as a firefighter, became a, a paramedic firefighter. If any of you remember, uh, she was honored uh, many years ago. If any of you remember the tiger incident at the, at the San Francisco Zoo all those years ago, when there were these kids harassing the tigers and they, two of them escaped from their pen. And uh, she was one of the responders then. And she just jumped out of her, out of her rig uh, uh, in when, the, when the tigers were still loose to help one of the individuals that had been injured uh, by the tigers. She got out, she uh, you know, got a backboard, got, um, put this, you know, strapped the person in and then got them into the ambulance all the while there are tigers running around. Um, and uh, so she did that, but she did a lot more and she was uh, a member of Station 12, uh, which I believe is your neighborhood, Mr. Feinstein, for many, many years and of late she had been serving uh, at uh, the airport with Assistant Deputy Chief uh, Pat Darcy. So if we could end the meeting in her honor, again, Megan Franzen, I would very much appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Chief Nicholson. At this point, we'll ask for public comment on the Chief's report. There's nobody approaching the podium and nobody on the public comment line. All right, public comment is closed on the Chief's report. Commissioners, any questions or comments for the Chief? Commissioner Fraser, you have a question? I do, thank you. Thanks for your report, Chief. I'm so sorry about firefighter Megan Franson. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Am I on? Yeah. Okay, um, and congratulations to all our new ADCs. It's really wonderful. I'm happy for all of you. Um, and your report, thank you so much. My question is related to something we've talked about previously, but was again in the New York Times today about the fires in San Francisco related to the lithium ion or scooter. I think they were specifically mentioning scooter batteries. So I know this is ongoing, but I thought there might be a comment. I can speak a little bit to that, yes. Um, we have been working with uh, elected officials in the city uh, to uh, determine uh, legislation to put forward. I think that, um, I know that New York is doing the same and uh, I know Chief Luttrup and uh, again, Fire Marshal Coughlin have been uh, doing their research on this and uh, we are gonna come up with some legislation to move forward. I think some of the problem is that many of these batteries that we're having issues with are ones that are not UL, United Laboratories certified, or are ones that have been worked on, um, fixed. And you know, when, when you look at what something costs uh, when it's not UL or when it's been repaired, you know, it's gonna be 100 bucks versus 800 bucks. And so I think it's very hard to, um, to police that, um, but we have to do something, and um, we're going to start there and uh, and see um, see where it, where it goes and and uh, what other what other um, things we may need to do. So we are on it. I know you are. Thank you. That's reassuring. Vice President Morgan, do you have a question, comment? Yes. Um, 
Yeah, thank you for your report, Chief. And uh, you must have read my mind because uh, I was uh, I was circling a few names I didn't recognize. I know I met the chief, the uh, assistant deputy chief uh, Mullins and uh, and uh, Chief Miller. Yeah, and I, I knew who uh, Chief Mal was, but. Uh, um, I couldn't place the name with the faces, but I know I met him once, but that just clarified it even more. So, but I just want to say congratulations, guys, and I'm sure I'll get to know you, and you know, you guys are big shots now, and I got to deal with you now. Don't tell them that. <laughs> and uh, you guys had some uh, big shoes to fill, and I'm sure you'll do fine. Uh, and I'm looking forward to working with you guys, uh, and, and thanks for your report. Uh, the, the Hate Street thing, what's the deal? They just have it all closed off or what? So a block of Hayes Street, yes, has been closed off for the businesses to have outdoor um, dining, outdoor dining yeah. and the like and, and just pedestrians on it. And, um, yeah, we've run, to some, run into some issues there. If you'd like more on it, I can get the fire marshal to come up and talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Come on up. Yeah, sure. Come on yeah. down yeah. for The Price is Right. Good evening, uh, President Acasio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Feinstein, Fraser, Collins, Chief, good morning. Uh, yeah, Hay Street is actually closed on uh, from 10, I think 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on both uh, Saturday and Sundays as a street closure. Uh, we still use it as a, as a possible response route. They still have a fire lane down the center. The issues we've been having is um, access to that street. Um, we came to an agreement originally on some cone formation that would let cars know that you shouldn't drive down the street, but it was wide enough so that we could get down there. And unfortunately, it hasn't been set up that way, which delays us. And there's been some issues with uh, illegal parking or maintenance of parking, people parking in the crosswalk. So even if the cones were set correctly, we can't get down there because you have the food delivery drivers and things blocking it. So we're still trying to figure out a way to get people to not park there and put the cones out. So that's what's going on with Hay Street. So we've been in communication with them and we're gonna um, continue doing so over this next month. Okay, all right, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. Anything else at this point? No, that, that's all I had, yeah. Commissioner Feinstein. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I appreciate it, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Um, Chief, thank you very much uh, for your report. Uh, at this point, uh, thank you for taking the time to introduce your chief's support services. May I take a moment to introduce one more person? Please do. We have one of our city attorneys here, okay. Carolyn Page. And uh, good evening, and thank you for being here, sister. Appreciate it. Thank you for that, chief. Um, welcome, city attorney Page. Um, I'm going to look forward. We all are in terms of uh, the the chiefs appointed uh, support services, the bond, I call it, training, Chief Miller, Chief Mullins, Chief Ma, uh, by your information sharing of years in the department, I got about 70 years. Um, and that's not counting CD2 and CD3. Um, I think it's real important that this commission supports you, Chief, and command staff in a smooth and orderly transition. Uh, it's a great challenge. It's not an easy task to fill five key positions within the department. 
particularly with your administration. Um, I have a tendency to believe in now being part of this commission for a number of years uh, in a succession plan because at some point or another, uh, all of you with these many years um, will move on to other things in your career beyond this fire department as we've seen. So to me as a commissioner, to our commissioners, um, we're going to support this smooth and orderly transition. I'm going to look forward to your verbal presentations when it calls for that occasion. But also, um, I believe strongly in the succession plan, Chief. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything else at this particular point. Thank you very much, Chief Nicholson. Madam Secretary, do we have the report in terms of, uh, please call that. I did call Chief Kyla. You're right. up. Oh, you did. Yep. Okay, welcome, Chief Kailoa. This is your first verbal narration as a CD3, so we're looking forward to it. No pressure. <laughs> well, uh, she'll be the tech guru. Um, yeah, that's uh, duly noted, uh, Commissioner Feinstein. That, uh, CD4 I am prepared, though. I was an instructor. I have a clicker. I can. All right. Well, that's, that's supported the command staff, particularly CD, CD4's <laughs> expertise is good. Please present your presentation. No, uh, no I don't. Uh, but good evening, President Nicasio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Feinstein, Frazier, Collins, Chief Nicholson, Command Staff, Maureen. I am Shane Kylo, Deputy Chief of Administration. And this will be my report for June 2023. As we get right, can you go back one? Before I begin, I just want to thank Chief Nicholson and the rest of this fire department one last time for uh, being able to serve as the Assistant Deputy Chief Director of Training. It was an absolute honor and a um, a highlight of my career, being able to be in that position and work with the folks that I've worked with, like Chief Treff and uh, Captain DeLuke, Captain Benz, Captain Kaba, Captain um, Tingen, um, and also Captain uh, Tom, and all, everyone else. I'd love to name them all, but, but to be able to work with that group was absolutely amazing and to be able to accomplish what we accomplished. And the only reason why we did it is because of those folks that work in that division that have the passion for this fire department, the passion for the people that we serve, and, uh, and I just thank you. And as you can see, you are left with great hands with Chief Mao. She's a do fantastic. She was there before. She's a fantastic person. Very excited to be in this position and be able to work with the folks that you saw this evening. It's so excited. As you can tell, we're in good hands and we're going to be moving forward. Uh, so with that, let's begin. Uh, the first slide is our Homeland Security uh, Department ran by Assistant Deputy Chief Erica Arroceros. I, I just have to commend Erica Arroceros and her team for all the work that she does, all the collaboration and partnerships with our state and federal uh, agencies to be able to uh, coordinate events and trainings and to keep this department safe. Some of those events this year or this last month was the first annual Juneteenth Parade and also the SFFD, or, I'm sorry, the San Francisco uh, Pride Parade on June 25th. All smiling faces in those pictures for a very good reason, but all due to the planning, coordination, 
uh, with our partner agencies through Assistant Deputy Chief Artiseros and uh, Josh as well. Also in the month of June, there was a fuel exercise on June 20th. This was an exercise in, in the event that we have a large scale incident such as an earthquake where we have an interruption of fuel or we're in multiple operational periods where fuel levels around the city are starting to diminish and we are in operations that we're able to fuel our apparatus while they are in operation. And that's what took place with these partnerships um, and it was done at the Treasure Island Training Facility because Treasure Island is very vulnerable. Next up, our NERT folks uh, through Captain Brandon Tom and of course Eric Artiseros who founded this uh, hosted the National CERT Conference at the Grand Hyatt SFO. This was no small feat and I have to give it up to Captain Tom for his absolute work in this uh, event and being able to host this event in San Francisco. It took months of coordination and planning and that's all due to Captain Tom. There were 800 uh, invitees and training folks. Uh, Chief Artisaros Brown gave a keynote speak or yes speech and uh, Captain Tom also delivered several trainings as well as our other nerve trainings at this conference as well as hands-on training. As you know, uh, Homeland Security supports uh, a lot of the efforts as dignitaries visit the city of San Francisco, and one in June was the POTUS, where we had personnel at the command post on standby, as well as in EMS support and through our field unit safety support. In our Department of Equity and Inclusion under Assistant Deputy Chief Sean Buford, in this month's, or in June's month, of uh, this report, I'm going to highlight Hashim Anderson, who is an absolute incredible individual who works incredibly hard. He was on vacation for three weeks and still working for this department to move our recruitment and outreach efforts forward. He's an amazing individual. And so some of the things that he was working on this month uh, with some of the partners that you see in that uh, picture there is a college campus advertising. And what we want to do is advertise on the college campuses that we are hiring, but then also to provide resource of what classes do you need to be able to get into this department, and then how can we support you and de uh, develop pathways for that. Another initiative is to reach out to our Chinese um, uh, constituents and utilizing KTS uh, TV. We're also looking at the retired SFFD members and how they can support our recruitment and outreach and do we have an opportunity there to leverage some of those folks who have been reaching out to us to want to give back to this department and help us in our recruitment and outreach efforts. So we're looking at pathways for that. There's also a program that Hashim Anderson has been very involved in and that's the Mission High uh, Fire and EMS program where they're developing an earn while you learn program. So as they go through that program and they graduate and they move into an EMT school that we will continue to pay for that program so that they can develop the EMT uh, certificate and then be able to start applying. There was also a spring break camp that went for three days. This was a part of the teen NERT uh, program. And within those three days, we also delivered uh, fire recruitment information to those folks over those three days. 
Uh, beyond that, the partnership with CCSF and SFUSD has been going on for some time, and in how we can partner together to build the um, admittance into the college, and then how we can partnership with recruitment and outreach for the fire department, and just working together in how we can come together to increase our uh, efforts on both sides of the house. Next is the health and safety uh, section under Battalion Chief Alba. In this last month, they put on the three-day training for the cancer champions. Now, I think you've heard some of this through uh, Chief O'Connor. This is a very important initiative to us to deliver cancer training to our folks. And we thought, what better way than to mirror our, our station stewards who are the bridge between labor and the firehouses. So they go to the meetings, they're able to take that information and come back and it's at that grassroots level. And so we thought, let's mirror that. Let's reach out to the captain, see who's interested in becoming a cancer champion to deliver the message for, uh, regarding cancer and how we can protect ourselves, how we can understand some of the symptoms and when to get checked. And so that went on for three days. That was a partnership with uh, detect together which has information that is put up in the firehouses there's also pamphlets that talk about some of the risks that are very specific to firefighters and how uh, things that we can watch out for and resources and so the intent is that every month that the cancer champions after roll call deliver some information and some training to the members and then start to put up these materials. And they're also looking for other ways to deliver that information so it's palatable to our folks that they take it in and they begin to learn more about cancer and our job and how it relates to cancer. In our B8, our behavioral health unit under Captain, um, thank you. <laughs> I was just on the phone with her for four days straight, uh, Captain Heather Buren. But before I get to this, I just want to highlight uh, Captain Heather Buren and this BHU unit in regards to our loss in this last week. And when this unit sprung up and really coordinated with the command staff to be able to now provide outreach to stations 12 and the airport station where Megan was stationed and to deliver resources, bring that team together come into those firehouses and start to diffuse and see where people needed support because we knew this was going to be a difficult situation, not uh, specifically for the entire fire department, but very specifically to the stations that she worked at and had those many interactions with those folks on a 24-hour basis. And so um, I just want to thank the BHU, Captain Buren, and her team for that incredible work and the incredible work that they do every month that you see here, the contacts were, I believe, 80, I'm sorry, 83 units, uh, 83 contacts uh, over the last month. And you see the hours there and how it's broken down uh, by stress. The uh, next data that you see is the data by stress factor. And this just helps us better understand what's affecting our folks and then we can better have resources to help them with those. This is just broken down by total hours and where those hours are spent, whether it's at administrative or in meetings or in-person contacts or on the phone. Next up is our Office of Employee Health, Dr. Brokaw and RN Stephanie Phelps. This month, they had 23 exams, 
end of probation for the 129th. EMS hires, promotionals, but th these, this is such a small part of what that unit does in the initiatives that they create in the Office of Employee Health to support our folks, such initiatives like 30 in and 30 out, and so many others, and so many things that they do throughout the year. So I think as we move forward and I do these presentations, that I'll start to highlight some of those different aspects of employee health so you can better learn a well-rounded look at what they're doing. Under the investigative services, and our new Captain Todd Wells doing a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, I am so sorry. I'm getting older. And I cannot see that, and I cannot remember that, but I do have the data. So Captain Todd Weddle came on probably within a month, and he has jumped in feet first, doing a fantastic job uh, working on initiatives as well as performing his uh, work in the ISB um, for this department. Aha. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm, there we are, there we are. <laughs> okay, in the random alcohol and drug testing, there were 33 members selected and tested, all results were negative. In the post-accident alcohol and drug testing program, there were uh, three post-accident alcohol, drug, and tests, and all were negative. California driver's license, we continue to monitor and track via, uh, via California DMV pool notifications. In our training, Captain Weddle completed annual wildland refresher training. Um, Captain Weddle goes out on wildland deployments. He oversees an engine company when they travel the state around California, assisting our OES partners uh, with wildland fire in, um, conflagrations. And so he did go through that training so he could be prepared this year if needed. Uh, background investigations, ISB is working with the DEI and HR to finish the update background packet in time for the next H2 class. We just met with uh, Todd Weddle today, or Captain Weddle today, and they gave us a background on the background packet. They'll be delivering more information, and we're hoping to get that uh, approved shortly. Under our support services, you met uh, Assistant Deputy Chief Mike Mullen. Again, another person who's just dove in into his position is doing a fantastic job uh, getting a hold of what the job entails and is moving things forward. Uh, in the month of June, there were 110 requests for service, 116 services or service orders were completed. We did hire the plumber. These task for day-to-day operations and plumbing needs. And they also moved the antique, and I don't think this is in your report because I actually changed a look at it, but they actually moved this over uh, the antique fire buggy to headquarters. <laughs> um, and I think it's important. I think it, uh, it brings some history to headquarters. It's nice when folks walk in and it has a little bit of history there. Under the earthquake safety and emergency response are our ESER Assistant Deputy Chief Gareth Miller. We accepted the news hose tender, capable of pumping 5,500 gallons per minute, used to supply water for SFFD's above water ground five inch hose system. During greater alarms where the domestic water supply is overwhelmed and is designed to provide water for firefighting needs in the event of an earthquake. We also have four uh, high pressure hydrants installed on Treasure Island to augment the domestic water supply. I think uh, Chief O'Connor used to call it the feel-good uh, section. Today I'm calling it the highlights. 
In the future, we're not sure, but I'll come up with something. So you heard the chief talk about it. Uh, we were at the San Francisco uh, attendance for the opening of the Coit Towers candle laser put on by Illuminate. Uh, it, is, it shot 10 lasers into the sky from the top of Coit Tower, creating a massive candle in the city skyline. Uh, it was good to see you there, Commissioner Frazier, and uh, I will give it up to Chief Lutrup, who was representing Chief Nicholson and this fire department and gave an incredible speech at this event that day. In the next, uh, I highlight SFFD Flame Youth Summer Fishing Program. It's a great program. If you don't know about Flame, it might be something you'd put on the agenda to learn more about, but Flame um, supports the youth from four to 14 in basketball, baseball, both boys and girls, and in volleyball, as well as this program, the fishing program, and they're working towards a wrestling program. This was obviously a fantastic day. If you look at that middle picture, a lot of smiling faces, and I do see fish. So it was a good day. Last but not least, the U.S. Forest Service International Program hosted delegates from the State Emergency Service of Ukraine on a two-week study tour in the United States for mutual beneficial learning experience. And Captain Shane Francisco gave a station tour and a fireboat ride to that group. Finally, I'd like to say happy retirement to all the folks who retired over the fiscal year. We had 41 members last month and 72 members total over the year. That will conclude my report. Thank you very much, Chief. At this point, uh, is there any public comment on Bellow's uh, report, Madam Secretary? I don't see any. I don't see anybody approaching the podium. All right. And there's nobody on the public comment line. Thank you very much, Madam Secretary. Public comment is closed. Commissioners, questions. Commissioner Feinstein. Well, congratulations. Welcome uh, to your first presentation on your own. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it, Chief Kailoa. Uh, I also want to extend uh, thanks to Chief Tong as your assistant uh, <laughs> does her usual absolutely excellent job. Uh, wanted to thank you for the glossary of terms. Um, as I think most people that have been around a while, although, although we've had some changing faces, know this glossary is incredibly important to me because I do read these reports and they are all in numeric or linguistic code and it makes it very difficult. So thank you. You will never beat Chief Tong in all her medical, uh, I mean, it's pages and pages, uh, but I really appreciate it very much. Uh, so I wanted to thank you for that. I had just um, a couple of questions pertaining to that. What's a 960? Uh, 960 is a retired annuitant that can work 960 hours a month. So it's I'm a sorry. Wait, it's a retired? Wait, it's a retired firefighter? Or help me here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And that the firefighter can work 960 hours a month. Okay. This is correct. A year. And it will not oh, impact Duh. their okay. it will not impact their um retirement. Their pension, their retirement. Uh -huh. Exactly. Okay. Nine sixty is the maximum number. Okay. I just wasn't sure what that what 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 that was. Um and I had a couple other questions here. 
Let me find them. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I was really curious about the UCS, UCSF School of Nursing project. Mm. And I don't know what that is. I'm not, it, it, it references um, their project last month, but I don't know what that project was. So I was just curious if you could enlighten us as to what they're, they're doing and hopefully in collaboration with us, or I would assume so. Yes, can you just give me the reference? I'm sorry, I don't have my full report. Is this under Chief Alba? Uh, it is page 21, and it is under uh, Anthony Boone. Ah, uh, let me get with Anthony just to confirm for you. I don't want to speak out of turn. Okay. I feel like it's the fellowship, but I just want to confirm. I'm just curious. I thought it yep. was a nice partnership. Yep. Um, I'm also assuming uh, I see that we have end of probation for the 129th uh, Fire Academy and the EMS hires and uh, promotion exams, um, and that there were 23 exams done. Did everybody pass? Everybody did pass. Okay, that was a good answer. All right, and I think this is for, well, no, not, sorry. Thought was gonna be my last question, but it's my second to last question. Is there an explanation for the number of head injuries of H2s? That is because a it's, it's, it just stands out, and, and it's both uh, um, from, June 1st through June 30th, and then it's, I don't know what a 50-20 event is again, yes. uh, but it stands out again right? in it, double digits. It's interesting that you bring that up. We actually And they're, are, they're all H, the, it's the H2s. Yeah. The others are all, you know, sort of spread amongst the ranks. Right. We, we don't know that yet. We did speak about it the other day. I brought this very thing up because I thought it was high in our health and safety meeting. We just don't have the data yet about how Is those Is it the are. helmets? Uh, no. You're sure? No. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but we'd have to look back at the 3807s and the 5020s to see how that injury occurred and then build the data on where this has happened. It's, it was quite striking. Mm -hmm. I mean, the difference between injury to other body parts and injury to the head. I mean, a head injury can carry with it a lot. And... Yeah. Um, the number was was significant, and so I was just curious about that. And I'll if, if I may, yeah, I of think, course. I think some of them we do need to get the data, but I think you know you see head injury. Oh my goodness, uh, we don't have like you know that many TBIs uh, in the department. A lot of it could be um, you know uh, um, somebody who needs stitches um, or literally just if it's a 3807, it's very very minor. That means that it is, they don't go to the hospital. A 50-20, they would go to the hospital, so it could be, it could be they're getting stitches, it could be, you know. Do you realize you're talking in code, Chief? Yeah. The 3807 is on here, and you asked what the 3807 is. And I, I, I want to understand all of this. And I'm telling I'm you that the, the 3807, uh, if you see 3807 on page 27, a 3807 is simply an injury report that remains in-house and the person does not go to the hospital. The okay. 5020, if there is also a 5020 with that, which is on page 28, that means they have sought um, additional treatment. 
Typically, we'll send them um, to a hospital or they'll go to a doctor a few days later. Got it. Thank you. That was very helpful. All right, and I'll spare you my last question. I'll wait till your next report. Thank you and welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Feinstein. Commissioner Collins. Well, I was very pleased to see that you have a plumber <laughs> as of July 10th and an electrician, too. Is, is that right? Touche. So given the amount of time that it took to get those two um, individuals, what is it time to start lobbying for a carpenter um, to really complete or, or some other, uh, you know, technical yeah. person? Uh, I could to let uh, Chief Mullen speak to that, but uh, in speaking on priorities, it sounds like a steam fitter might be best based on some of the data that we're seeing, but uh, let me uh, have Chief Mullen uh, speak to that. I, I say that, Chief Mullen, and congratulations to both of you, uh, because from my cursory tour of a few stations, it seemed like there were more issues than plumbing and electricity. Electrical there, issues. There certainly are. Um, and just to share the bad news up front, um, yes, we um, do not have an electrician. Uh, he was hired for one day and was asked to provide his uh, vaccination record and gave us a fake card. And we had to let him go. And we are back in the search for a, another one. And we'll try to avoid that in the future, but he was well informed that it was required in the city several, several times. But you're and authorized to have an electrician. You just have we to We are get authorized, one. yes, yeah. and we are going to hire an yeah. electrician. So what I was talking about is getting, it seemed like there's trouble getting, takes a long time to get authorization. It does, so these. yeah, uh, what I wanna do is, and I'm already starting to do that, is track the difference in uh, the cost savings between having our plumber, because we do have the plumber on, uh, on the job now versus when we shopped it out to DPW. And uh, just last week, we had a water heater uh, go down at Station 26. Station 26 was particularly difficult to uh, change out because it was on the third floor, kind of the roof, in a uh, concrete mechanical room. So they had to go up, um, use a forklift. They went up, they cut out a very large louver, about three feet by six feet, cut out the louver, removed the louver, dropped it, brought up the new, or took out the old one, brought in the new water heater and installed it. Um, they did have to use one DPW plumber because it was a very big job, but in the past that would have been uh, three DPW plumbers and they would have had to have come out with a crane in order to do that. Uh, it would have been tens had, and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. It would have been tens and tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars. Yeah, instead, well, I just saw carpentry that needs to be handled, just, you know, cursory view and, and other things. And it's probably not terribly difficult to look at a 40% DPW markup and reach the conclusion that it's better to have your own staff person, Correct. which I, I know you know. I just... And, and I can give you a little sort of historical perspective on that. When I first started in 2019, I wanted us to get our own people. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> plumber, electrician, mechanic, and went through the city administrator because DPW sits under the city administrator, and uh, we were denied uh, 
several years in a row. Um, and we finally got uh, approval. Um, I think it was last year's budget, if not before then, and it has taken this long. So yes, um, hiring in this city it can be very challenging. I know there have been news pieces, media pieces about that uh, and the like, um, but I'm so glad we have a plumber on board and we can really start to see um, how, it, how it benefits us. So my point, and I hope I made it clearly, was since it takes years, are, are we starting? We are talking about that, yes. Yeah. Which, what would be the next best hire based exactly. on our amount of, of volume of different trade? Yeah. yeah, great. And your answer is yes. You've already started that. Yes. So thank you. Thank you very much, Commissioner Collins. Thanks, sir. Commissioner Frazier. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you so much. Deputy Chief Kailoa, and congratulations. This was a very comprehensive report. Lots of things have already been mentioned that I'm interested in. But I just want to return for one moment to the Coit Tower thing, uh, for which we had two days' notice. It was 9.30 on a Friday night. It was about 40 degrees, 40-mile-an-hour winds and fog. And everyone, command staff, showed up, best foot forward, uh, with the truck. And it just it was a great showing. And um, only because of the short notice, I want to just congratulate everybody and thank you. Thank you. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it was a sweet event. Uh, the lights were up for, I think, two or three nights, and that was it. But um, anyway, well done is all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner Fraser. Vice President Morgan. Yes, uh, thanks for your report, Chief. And I just want to commend you guys because I was looking at some of the, especially on the random uh, drug test and the post-accident alcohol drug testing, you guys are always negative. <laughs> it's not like that in other industries, I assure you. Especially <laughs> the industry I come from. They knock or take out a dump truck and they just take off running. They don't even bother with the drug test, you know. But, uh, yeah, I gotta commend you guys on that. It's like, God, don't they ever catch anybody? You know, no, but that's great. That's great news. Um, Let's see, and uh, the other two commissioners stole my questions, <laughs> and which is good. Uh, but I, I will piggyback on what uh, Commissioner Collins was saying uh, about uh, the uh, plumber and electrician. Why is it so much expensive or mo so much more money with DPW opposed to hiring your own? Would, would that, and that would, I, I guess, be considered uh, public employee, right, would be in the public employees union. We're talking union employees, right? This is a union town, right? No, they would be union, right? I, mean, I assure you. Yes. So would they be in the public, uh, considered a public employee? Uh, the, so uh, the they are in the union. They do work for public works. Okay. They are a city employee. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing with public That's works is they are pretty much um, a monopoly uh, for us. Mm -hmm. um, it. I can't remember if it's in the charter, city charter, or, um, but there is a chapter in there that states that we need to use uh, public works first. We have to give them first right of refusal. And so um, with that, they, I think they do um, uh, like a 40% markup after. 
and it's really yeah. And so this is why I've been this is why I've been trying since I started, since I set foot into this position to get us uh, some alternatives. We'd like to do it for mechanics for our vehicles as well, um, because uh, Central Shops also um, has a, a markup. Um, so it, you know, it will. Um, but that's how that's how um, uh, Public Works pays their people. Okay. Let me uh, grab just a little bit. Thank you, Vice President Morgan. But Commissioner okay. Feinstein made a request to ask sure. a question. Sorry, I didn't yeah, I, I just wanted to jump uh, on, on Commissioner Morgan's uh, comments. Am I correct that DPW does not receive any general fund dollars, hence the 40% markup? Because I know there are a lot of other functions that are performed by city employees that don't have a 40% markup on what's already uh, a, a respectable city salary and benefits. That is my understanding that they don't get um, general fund monies, but I would have to uh, double check that, but that's been my understanding. And so they mark it up because they are charging us not for, not just for the work that's being done, but all the administrative folks that they have to hire, all of that kind of stuff, city attorneys that they need to use, all of it, and so it all ends up in our laps. Thank you, Chief, and thank you, President Nakajo. Thank you very much, Vice President Morgan. Please continue, Vice President Morgan. Yeah, it seemed like the, well, they're going to get mad at me. The steam fitters are making a fortune off you guys. But, uh, <laughs> well, I know they're old buildings and, and it needs the work, but yeah, with the boilers and, and all the other stuff, the generators, boy, some of these prices, a furnace and a lot of work, keep a lot of people busy. But other than that, yeah, just um, hopefully they can uh, keep maintaining these buildings. It seems like you guys are really on it. And uh, it seemed like you got your hands full, uh, Chief Mullins. Uh, <laughs> with services. Never a dull moment. Yeah. But that's all I got. Thanks for your report, Chief Kahlo. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Vice President Morgan. Vice President Morgan, did you want to mention the other subject matters that the other commissioners touched on just for the knowledge base of staff? You were mentioning that the commissioners took some of your questions, and I just oh. thought that for the benefit of Oh yeah, they could hear at least what you were picking up as well. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I was. You know, was gonna uh, ask about the uh, the uh, DPW, uh, uh, the um, the plumber and the electrician that you guys are gonna hire on your own. And, yeah. And Commissioner Collins was, was uh, already asked that question. And it's an unfortunate situation. But yeah, yeah. Well, we'll hey, it, if it saves money, you know. Yep. That makes sense, you know, and. Um, Commissioner uh, uh, Feinstein uh, stole my retirement question. <laughs> 980. I was going to ask that too. Yeah, but that's Thank it. You. Yeah, good questions. You guys are on it. Thank you very much. That's all I got. If I may, I think what what you're trying to accomplish here is to pay for what it actually costs to do the work to get closer to that number. What does it actually cost to do that work, as opposed to what it costs to do that work plus a fully loaded theoretical number that gets added onto it, right? Um, regardless of the funding of DPW, it costs a certain amount, and it is fair 
to add a little bit to that. It is not fair to load it and put some fire stations in the position of passing the hat among themselves to get work done in city-owned buildings. That's just not acceptable, right? Because the buildings are leaking on them or falling apart. Or, you know, it's not acceptable. So I think it's a very serious injustice to our firefighters and our department. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but, you know, hallelujah for the plumber anyway, so let's just keep rolling for. Commissioner Collins, thank you. I'm going to comment, ask a few questions. I think it's real important that the commissioners express themselves and their concern for the benefit of you, Chief, but for the benefit of the command staff, CD1. Uh, you get a flavor with a full commission as to what the concerns are. And quite frankly, some of the expertise that are on this as well. Um, commissioner colleagues, this DPW scenario is something I've lived with for 27 years. And when I came in, or believe it or not, we had a plumber. And in fact, I grew up with that plumber at one point back in grammar school. So I was surprised as one enters a career that this uh, gentleman that we used to have robust activity with is now a plumber. Now that's past tense, that's history. So for us, Chief Mullins, Chief Aloha, to return to this level, and I think you hear the flavor of the commissioner. So I just wanted to say that, and it's real important that we hear the scenarios and what the chief and the department. Thank you for your narratives, Chiefs. It's always important for us to kind of hear what's real out there. I'm not saying that we don't believe things, but factual information is really important. Um, if, if I may, uh, you can Google anything, and I just looked up uh, Public Works budget, and uh, it says that 15%, nearly 15% of the revenue sources come from the city's general fund support, which is a combination of local tax revenues, such as the impound waste fund, and property transfer sales, hotel, and business taxes. So 15% does come from the general fund. Okay, thank you for that, Chief. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Commissioner Feinstein. Also, uh, Commissioner Fraser, thank you for sharing um, the Coit Tower experience with the wind and the fog and the cold. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the same pride I feel when I see Vice President Morgan and we're out there at Lotus Fountain at 5.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning and the command staff is all there. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really something to see our team all together. I just wanted to comment on that. Um, I officially ask you and commend you on your presentation, Chief, in your own style. No pressure. Um, I think it's important, and it's also important for us to hear your narrative. And I appreciate the way that you point out various members of the department through this report. This is, this is a heavy report. That's why I always have to kind of decipher it as well. I'm going to take the opportunity to do that. Again, I said smooth in transition, smooth and orderly transition, absorb and support the command staff and the chief in learning the job, but since your, our colleagues have called up the various chiefs, I'm going to do that as well, if I may, chief. I want to bring up uh, Chief Buford because there was a, a recognition by Commissioner Feinstein on the term 960, 
and uh, Chief Nicholson described as you what that means in terms of it, uh, duration of time and period. Uh, but that report came out in uh, Chief Buford's report, and I wanted to bring it up and ask a little bit more on it. Its narrative is pretty self-explanatory. Page 13, Chief Buford of IMA through Chief Carlova through CD1. Uh, and the first line of that, it says, uh, welcome, Chief Buford, 960. Mm -hmm. So again, for the commissioners, and you can hear the questions being asked, and we understand it to be, what was it again, 90 days within a year? But in your report, you have a specific designation of what you want to do with these 960s. So if you could please narrate that a little bit for our colleagues in the commission, please. President Kajul, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Collins, Frazier, Feinstein, Chief Nicholson, thank you. Um, that portion of the report was a suggestion from Lieutenant Anderson, who was trying to expand both our outreach and recruitment. <clears throat> and so as a suggestion to myself, he asked if he could just pursue the opportunity to hire retirees into the 960, which basically are part-time employees, to be able to assist us in our office as we expand. Uh, currently in our office is just the two of us, but we're taking on the responsibility of onboarding as well as trying to expand training and outreach to the communities that we work with, deal with the community partners to try to build other accesses and wraparound services. In addition, we would like to start working towards uh, building out our internal recruitment to talk about other areas like prevention, the airport training, as well as the additional uh, training required to help bring a more inclusive environment. So the suggestion is more just to bring to the chief and the commission as a possibility of adding on an additional resources to allow us to do what we're trying to do. Okay, so Chief Buford, is this implemented now or is this something that's gonna be projected and is there a maximum or minimum among the numbers of 960s? Well, Chief Nicholson has used 960 sparingly in other areas like the behavioral health unit in order to help doing transitions when um, a few members move through. And so it's not something that the department has done a lot, and Chief Nicholson can speak on it more, but we have used it in the past to help us get through difficult areas or to help train and bridge uh, needed areas. Okay, thank you. Chief Nicholson, did you want to chime in on this? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, we have used 960s uh, in the past, and it has been of great benefit to us. Uh, as you heard from uh, Assistant Deputy Chief Buford, there's just way too much to do in the DEI office, and uh, so we really need to look at how we support the DEI office so that they can do what uh, we need them to do. And um, so we're always thinking of sort of out-of-the-box um, ideas of how to do this, and 960s could be one of those pieces. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I'll wait to get clarity in terms of maximum numbers or whatever. I just think when I picked it up, um, Commissioner Feinstein, that 960 was a great idea. Again, we've used it before. I want to understand some impact on budget or how that works for us in positivity. But to have um, retirees return to the department in a row uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I try and keep contact with a lot of former firefighters and, and chiefs officers that have retired. And uh, it's not easy to separate yourself from this department. And even in terms of some of the members now that I know are going to go out the door, 
I know that I asked the question, what the heck are you going to do without the department? Because there are some members that have been involved themselves with that. So I just wanted to comment that I think it's a good idea to, to pull a 960 if you can. I'm assuming once the word goes out, there will be some, hopefully some hardy numbers. That's the term I'm going to use, or some numbers in terms of it. But I, I see the resources. I just wanted to get a clarity and also provide that information. Thank, Thank you, you, President. Chief Buford. Thank you, Chief Kaloa. Can I continue this uh, questioning I have, Chief Kaloa? But I also wanted to get Chief Mullins up here, since Chief Mullins has been up here once before. I was uh, going to try to take it easy somewhat in the sense that it's a new transitional position, but out of this huge report, um, support services as your predecessor, it's page 39 to 46. And depending upon all of the questions that come up, and I appreciate Commissioner Collins' uh, comments in terms of getting ready in terms of our needs, in terms of budgetarily. But on here is page 43, Chief. 43? Yeah. I go through my the reports and I circle a whole bunch of stuff, and then depending upon time and energy, I let some things go. But I just wanted clarity. Are you with me on page 43? Yes. Says package exterior envelope package one package two mm -hmm. network improvement pro uh, project. I've seen a lot of reports, but I don't recollect picking up those terminologies package one package two. Um, and I see, I see the narration of that, but um, can you give me a little bit more? Can you give us a little bit more on that? What does that? So this would be more uh, Easter bond work. So okay. uh, Chief Miller might be able to speak better. To it, but it's just um, the, the Easter bond monies, the different Easter bonds. I don't know package one, package two. Are they different Easter bonds, or but this is just work that has been packaged up uh, under two different. Uh, yeah, and, and just to be clear, if, if if there's a question that I have or we have, and you quite don't know it at hand, uh, we're assured that you're going to bring that information back. And to be fair to. The Chief's Department, you know, nobody knows Commissioner Concho is going to be asking these questions. But as we lean towards it, um, this report usually has bond, bond information. And so as Chief Miller comes on as well, and I, again, see Chief Miller's report, um, I guess it answers my question as to where these reports are and who they ask. Chief Lanthrow, do you want to say something? Yeah, thank you, President Acasio, Vice President Morgan, Commissioners Collins, Frazier, Feinstein, Chief. So in the last month, I have held both jobs. Chief Miller is new to the position. Um, these are referencing some work that um, has kind of come online for us recently. Uh, closing the 2010 ESER bond, there is interest that is accrued to the bond. Um, folding that into future projects, including work and envelope projects, um, would be a great benefit to support services. So it is, it is that connection between ESER and uh, the past of support services. Uh, obviously, they only split recently at the, at the beginning of the year. Um, so the, the reference to packages, I believe, is just um, a decision point where we have to decide what work can be done for what price point. Um, the JOC is another bit of jargon and nomenclature, which is a, a, a contracting um, that comes in under a set amount, usually under a million dollars, that 
um, can be uh, conducted by public works through existing contracts and doesn't have to go out to bid. That process is currently in transition. Um, so I think this information is just referencing um, future work that will come in under this project type um, and that redounds to that, that savings or, re or the additional monies we're realizing from the 2010 bond. Okay, that really helps, that really helps. That clarity really helps and I appreciate it. And I appreciate the relationship between support services and the bond as well, Chief Mullins, Chief Miller, Chief Lunthrop, Chief Kaloa. Uh, it's not easy to try to carry this because in the back of my mind is the new training station that we have as front of us. But part of that was some concentration on station seven that currently as I read the report, uh, doesn't seem to be a budget for that. So again, this makes some sense to me if we can finesse something on agenda. So that's that clarity of package one, package two now makes sense to me. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Have it Chief out. Chief uh, Miller, I know I'm not gonna ask you up here, but I just wanted to say that in this report, I've been in the seat for a while, but on page 51, it says Treasure Island emergency fire water supplies, and I began to learn that, uh, but um, I never knew there was an emergency um, at TI uh, with water supplies like the e EFWS. Um, it doesn't surprise me because we're going to have a amount of residents up there as well. Uh, I just appreciate this, Chief, and congratulations, but uh, on page 51, I just didn't know we had our own separate water supply on TI. Uh, President Acajo, Vice President Morgan, Commissioner Feinstein, Commissioner Fraser, Commissioner Collins, Chief Nicholson. Uh, so it's still under construction at this time, but analogous to the city's uh, high-pressure water system or emergency firefighting water system, the intention is to have a functional emergency firefighting water system on Treasure Island. It's obviously a vulnerable area, and it's going to have a great number of residents at some point. Uh, the intention is to install this system that will follow the main thoroughfares and will eventually be supplied by a saltwater pumping station that they anticipate completing construction on in 2028. Uh, in the intervening time and in cases when that pump facility might not be available, the intention is to supply water from manifolds on the shoreline. And the fireboat and their crew recently uh, assessed the ferry uh, terminal at Treasure Island and determined that it's an appropriate place for them to tie up and supply that water system at one of the intended manifold installation points. Uh, they determined that it's going to be four to 500 feet of hose for each inlet that we need to do. So it's a significant amount of hose uh, for the boat to supply water into that system. And the water supply officer, Kem Cotter, is exploring uh, installing a fixed facility at the manifold to have hose in place for that operation because uh, it'd be a great deal of hose to store on the fire boat and have to lay out from the boat in time of need. All right, I appreciate that narrative, that explanation. So that picture on 51 is uh, a real cover, or is that still, did you use the term existing or still transitional? What is that? That cover is in place, and it is the intended location of the future manifold, which is still in manufacture. Okay. The manufacturer has had some struggles uh, getting equipment that meets the tolerances that uh, we require, uh, but is in process, and we expect they will be successful. Um, and that is the location where they're exploring installing the hose cabinet. Right. So, Chief, just top of my head again, what's that population of residents over there at TI off 
Do you have an idea? I could not speak to the current population. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. So that's something perhaps, you know, and we know it's going to be increased as well. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Kaloa, appreciate your patience uh, with me. Uh, at some point, uh, because part of the report or part of the report, I thought that you, I think it's Captain Chu or Lieutenant A. Chu used to be part of this. I didn't see it on this report, but at some point, and Anthony Boone's name came up as well. So I think that it's important that this commission, at some point, uh, Chief Nicholson, if we could again have Anthony Boone come up perhaps to uh, introduce himself to the commissioners. Uh, I don't think perhaps he's done that with a full commission. And uh, at some point, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to get at. And just to clarify, President, uh, for Captain Ed Chu, you'd like him to present, or you would like information in the I pack? wouldn't mind seeing him up here. Okay. That's just my preference, okay. only because, again, the commissioners, I know he works during the day, so perhaps you can tell me when we can agendize him to do that. It's just that his job is a really tough job. It's a very difficult job. daily basis, and I think the commissioners should be aware of it with all of the things that come out from day off, WI, trace, et cetera, et cetera, vacation, et cetera. But um, there's a mandate to get, what, Proposition F, and he's got to be the bottom line person, as I understand it, to deliver it, just part of your report, Chief. Yep. And then the last thing that I have is perhaps Chief Nicholson. There was a number reported as retirements um, for this month. I think it was either 38 or 46. Was that the expectation? Because I thought we thought it might be higher than that. Because if that's the case, being mid-year, are we pretty good on retirements at this point? We expected a much higher number. Uh, there was talk of a much higher number. Uh, so, um, 41 uh, for the for the month of June, basically the end of the fiscal year, is uh, not as high as we thought it would be. And so if you look at how many have retired over the past year and how many we've hired over the past year, there is a net gain, and that's what we're looking for every year so we can uh, really reduce, uh, continue to reduce the mandatory overtime. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Chief. Thank you very much, Chief Kahlo. For your Thank support. you. Madam Secretary. Item 5, public comment on item 6 public comment on all matters pertaining to item 6 below, including public comment on whether to hold item 6B in closed session. Any public comment, Madam Secretary? I don't see anybody approaching the podium, and there is nobody on our public comment line. All right, public comment is closed. Item 6, possible closed session regarding personnel matters. Vote on whether to conduct item 6B in closed session. The commission may hear item 6B in closed session pursuant to government code section 54957B and administrative code section 67.10B. All right, commissioners, I, we're gonna need a motion vote on this. Very much, Vice President Morgan. I'll second. Very much, Commissioner Fraser. President Nakajo, how do you vote? Well, aye. Commissioner Feinstein, how do you vote? Aye. And Commissioner Collins, how do you vote? Aye. All right. The motion you. is unanimous. We are now going into closed session. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we're going to ask everyone to vacate this room so we can go into closed session.
Thank you very much. SFGov TV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. Thank you. 
You're going to report out. We got to come out of closed session. Yeah, and Maureen will, Maureen will announce. You'll make an announcement, Maureen. Unless okay. he left me. We've got two minutes, commissioners. So <laughs> we go back in. Well, as soon as she. Yeah, we're still in closed uh, until she opens us back up. Although we're showing up. We're on. We're there. I think my wife, I just text my wife, she's going to pick me up. Oh, she's going to pick me yeah, up? Yeah, she's going to bring the dog yeah. and pick me up. <laughs> We're back in open session, commissioners. SFGov TV, do you have us back in open session? Okay, he said they're ready. Okay, Madam Secretary. Okay. There's nothing to report. There was no action taken. Item two, vote to elect whether to disclose any or all discussions held in closed session as specified in San Francisco Administrative Code, section 67.12A. Commissioners? Commissioner Frazier? Okay. I'd second that. Thank you very much, Commissioner Feinstein. President Nakajo, how do you vote? Have a lie. Vice President Morgan, how do you vote? Not to disclose. And Commissioner Collins. The motion is unanimous. Item seven, adjournment. I'd like to adjourn this meeting in memory of, and please help me with her last name, Megan. Franzen. Yeah. Thank you very much, Commissioners. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.